coronavirus pandemic has definitely had an impact on consumer needs, with both consumers and retailers now prioritizing a safe and transparent food system. How is the packaging industry stepping up to this? And does this mean that sustainability has been given a back burner? We chat to Carl Strensky, Business Director of Food, HPC and Beverage for UPM Rafflatac Americas, to find out the top four food label and packaging trends for 2021. The coronavirus pandemic has really brought a lot of challenges in many ways. And one of them was, uh, and still is to some part, about you know, packaging. And mm-hmm. so what you saw is people, uh, instead of eating out, uh, were going to the grocery more, were getting takeout more often, or using delivery services. And that, even though they, of course, existed before, uh, just the demand in those areas uh, really increased and is you know, continuing to be you know, higher levels than what would have been the year prior. Right. Uh, and with that, you start having you know, more need for the consumers to feel you know, safer to to understand what they're what they're getting. So when you talk about transparent food systems, you know, putting a tamper evident label, for instance, is one way that the packaging industry is helping you know meet that demand by saying, okay, well, you want your your foods, you want your your fresh produce, whatever maybe it is in a a, a plastic car, and so you can really see it. You know, for those that are are packaged that way, but you want to make sure that nobody else is actually handling that. Right. Um, you know, especially during the coronavirus uh, concern. So using labels that, that, you know, show that, hey, this has not been open mm-hmm. has been a, a key role. And also, and that kind of rolls out to the delivery services and, and takeouts. And, and I'm sure uh, we can get into like more depth of that um, later in our conversation. But I think that's where uh, the packaging industry, you know, we just saw high in demand. Um, things weren't on the, on the shelves anymore if you, you know, actually ventured into a grocery store when it first happened. Uh, everything was gone, right. and and it really came down to, um, you know, everybody had to pick up the supply. Everybody had to you know try to you know, produce more, and while keeping those environments, the manufacturing environments had to maintain very strict safety protocols because mm-hmm. if they went down, then that still impacted the whole supply chain, which would then create even more problems for consumers to get the goods they needed. Right. Does this mean that sustainability has been given a back burner? Uh, definitely not. Uh, right. Sustainability is st- still top of mind a number of brand owners uh, because of the global challenges we face. You know, they haven't been lessened during the pandemic era. I mean, it might not be in the forefront in the news by any means, but, um, you know, sustainability and finding away is almost more so because now more packages are being consumed. So if anything, it almost spotlights that. Um, you know, once again, yeah, you're, you're probably not seeing as many articles about the packaging as, as we did prior because that became the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But just for instance, you know, in addition to El MacArthur, we're part of the U.S. Plastic Pack. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, packs have joined and, and founded, you know, in Europe, from my knowledge, and they've, you know, now we have one that started last year, uh, UPM Rafflatech is an initial signatory on the pact. And, you know, we're not talking about goals that are 20, 30 years from now to make a difference. We're talking about they have four basic targets that 
aren't so basic when you look at how to accomplish them, but they're for 2025. We're already in 2021, and mm-hmm. February's going to be gone soon. So, right. so we're looking at, you know, the first one is, like, to design and, and eliminate, you know, problematic or unnecessary packaging. Okay, that's throughout the whole supply chain, not just maybe what you see on the store shelf. Uh, right. You know, we're looking at having all plastic packaging being 100% reusable, recyclable, or compostable. Uh, and also, uh, one is about like getting more recycled, you know, packaging into the system. So it is basically saying we want to raise the rates of plastic packaging um, or compost by to 50% in the next couple of years. So that's an infrastructure, and that's a you know education of right. component that a lot of them. You know, making a goal to just make improvements is one thing, but now we have to get people to put them in the right bin and, and get it turned back in. And then also to have a, a 30% you know, recycled content or responsibly sourced bio-based content in the plastic packaging by 2025. And that's where, like, UPM Rafatech, you know, has been a, a leader in sustainability and really, you know, has been looking at, okay, what is the need? Creating products when there's no need or no desire is just wasting time. Mm. You know, so when we're looking at sustainability, there's a huge need. And, and now you know, we've got products that have up to like, you know, we're talking about 90% PCR content. We have products that are, are you know, responsibly sourced bio-based you know, material you know, that starts with the, the output of a pulp mill. And you're right. collecting that material and you're taking it through and it, and it turns into plastic. I mean, that's like our forest film products. I mean, and there's a big difference. Uh, just to share it, because if your material is bio-based, but it's not recyclable, right. are you really doing the right thing? These are bio-based, and then they help with the recycling. You know, they're just like, you know, if it's a polypropylene, it's just like your polypropylene today as far as performance and recyclability. Right. Um, so, because that, that, there's a lot of confusion out there, and when we start talking about things, it's, you know, the consumer just here, it's bio-based, great, but what if it can't be recycled? Is it really the right thing to do? So, anyways, <laughs> uh, long story short, but, yeah, sustainability has not taken a back burner. It's not taken a back burner for us in innovation and what we're trying to do, and it's definitely not taken a back burner for organizations uh, as well as, you know, the corporations, uh, you know, producing the products. UPM Rafletech has identified four big trends for this year. Can you go through each of these for us? Some of it, it is actually kind of touched on because when you talk about trends, mm. you know, the tamper-proof labels that I mentioned. So in the food delivery, containers, pizza boxes, and more, and you know, you're really talking about with meal takeout, grocery delivery, I mean, that had a huge increase during the pandemic, you know, somewhere around 75%, you know, and then also we saw about the same percent, you know, on the meal delivery, you know, services, you know, in right. last year's spring compared to that of 2019. Mm. So with that, you know, you got to communicate to the consumer, you know, that, hey, that this food is safe and that there's been, you know, proper health and safety practices in place. And one way of doing that is using tamper-proof labels. Okay. They are typically found in in pharmaceuticals you know, mm-hmm. or on electronics, uh, but now you'll find them used by restaurants, groceries, and you know, meal delivery services uh, just for a way to show that, hey, this is, nobody else is open this. You know, between 
you know, leaving the store and to you or from the bakery, you know, side of the store to you taking it home. Um, you know, we've even seen it paper label, whether it's a film label with a perf. So it's not restricted to like a certain material type. So you know, it gives these, the brands different options. Right. We even saw one of the large um, pizza chains, you know, in the States, you know, Papa John actually included that in their advertisements to emphasize their commitment to human health, safety, and quality to show right. the label on the box. Hmm. Okay. So that's, that's one, one big, you know, one big trend uh, that we saw, especially you know, due to the pandemic. Um, but then, you know, smart labels, you know, up, you know, for improving food safety and traceability and inventory management, you know, we're talking about, you know, food safety is paramount for mm-hmm. the food producers. All right, so we're going to take it a step back. So, like, the first time we're basically talking about a trend that affects consumers and the packaged goods. Well, now we're talking about food producers a little bit more, uh, especially in the U.S. regulatories are, you know, companies maintain updated, you know, these systems for tracing ingredients and suppliers so there's a lot of data that, that has to be collected, you know, and so what we're seeing is a QR code, something as simple as that that's been around for years, um, but it has gaining more data being tracked in it for, let's say, shipping and what happens with that food product. So it can really help them trace and manage inventory to do faster response for, you know, if there are any potential supplier system issues. Right. So that's using a smart smart labels, uh, and then you know still talking about you know food. Uh, now we're talking about security, but in in a slightly different way, because there are unfortunately frequent and highly publicized food recalls, right? And so food security becomes a concern. If you if you ever hear about, or hopefully you don't get to experience, but you know salmonella poisoning, mm-hmm. you know recalls where they're looking at whether it's onions or on lettuce or or whatever it might be. You know, that affects, I mean, people can die from it. And so you have to, you know, go back and trace through a system. So you've got like QR codes that we just talked about and the data for tracking, you know, these, but you've also got some very um, different type of materials that are using temper sensitive thermochromatic inks that will alert the retailer. So for instance, if you've got something that, you know, is only supposed to be in a certain temperature range to keep that product, you know, good for, you know, no growth of bacteria and everything else. Well, if it's brought outside of that temperature range, that label itself can change a color, which would then alert that retailer, that person stocking it, hey, don't put this on shelf. Or, you know, even to a consumer, you know, if it's visible to them, that, hey, you know what, this is not a product that I should be taking home. You know, let it be known to somebody else that, you know, please remove this from the system. Right. Uh, because a lot of things can, can happen. You know, it's not all about the store, but, you know, a, a transportation or refrigerated truck, you know, across the country where you're making a fresh produce in some area and transporting it up to be packed and delivered to the stores. Well, if it's middle of summer and that truck breaks down, well, all of a sudden that refrigerated unit goes down, yep. you know, things can happen. So you want to know at the other end, hey, we tracked this, and now you've got a whole truckload uh, that's showing a, a change in temperature registration on the label, Damn and you can't bypass that. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's not you don't just you, you can't do that. So I mean, that's a great way. Yeah, and then I, I'd say our fourth one would be you know, sustainability. 
while maintaining high quality performance. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah you've got. Uh, I mentioned some of the stuff from the U.S. policy pack of increasing, you know, demand and, and using it, but you've also got, I believe, it was Ellen McCarthy that was foundation average of 25% recycled content in plastic packaging. Mm-hmm. You know, so once again, I mean, that's not a U.S. specific. That's a global. Those companies who signed up for it, you know, that's what they're trying to do. Um, so, you know, now you're trying to decide, you know, whether or not the material is recyclable, um, how to actually put PCR content into it. And so when we're talking about, you know, the rush to meet the overwhelming shift in e-commerce, which is, you know, the other fact, I really didn't mention it yet, but, you know, everybody staying at home is now buying online if they can. And so that means a lot of of packages being shipped. Mm. And so, like, how, how do you do that? How do you become sustainable? Um, and, you know, the, the label itself, believe it or not, uh, you know, on some of those wraps, like finding the right material with it, you know, if you've got a, a corrugated material, okay, well, this paper label on that, you know, can help it and make it recyclable versus if you have a certain other material, maybe it it gets kicked out of the system or you lose quality, uh, vice versa. If you've got okay. some film that something comes on and you have like a, a, a certain like a polypropylene label on it or a polyethylene label on, on that film material, maybe then now you don't have to cut it out and it can go through the recycle system. But if you have a paper label on it, maybe that does kick it out or it downgrades the quality. So there's a lot of different things that really happen. Um, Absolutely. And of course, yeah, the, the adhesive, I mean, it, it really goes through a, a long list, but, um, you know, overall, just trying to maintain it with with food, uh, because you do have you know bulk products. You do have you know those reusable plastic containers uh, that are transported. That you know, well they'll have a a label attached to it, and we need to design label materials that come off in the wash system, so right. that they can continue to reuse certain packages. So that's an area that that we have um, developed products for, so that can separate and then also not cause any contamination. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, that's the beauty of, like for UPM Ralphatech, um, we want and, and are known as, you know, sustainable uh, solutions and being a leader in this area. And the only way you can do it is to, to keep innovating. Let's talk about smart labels. Can you explain exactly what they are and, and specifically how they could benefit the, the bakery and snack sectors? Yeah, that's a, it can be a complicated uh, topic, really. But let me, let me see if I, can, if I can bring it home for you. So if you think of smart label, let's, let's jump into, you know, you think of the brand and looking to innovate ways to, to manage a customer's experience. You know, when we're talking about smart labels, that's part of it. So you can add a high-end traceability you know, for each product. You can shed light on blind spots in the supply chain, uh, create shortcuts, you know, uh, to digital content and services that provide relevant information and value to the customers at all touch points. I mean, that can be done, communicated on a label. So it's maybe not necessarily in some cases, not the material itself, but it's putting these codes, putting these scannable uh, like whether it's QR or something else that the consumer can interact with, that the actual you know supply chain can interact with. 
So the, the benefits, now let's take it back to the, the bakery and snack sector. So how can, how can a smart label, like what does it really look like? Well, it can fight counterfeiting. So by putting a, a label that's embedded on that package, you know, that's a huge difference when somebody tries to knock that off. And when you go to buy that, you know, from wherever, it's might, probably not going to be at that grocery store, but you go buy that in the market and it looks identical to what you're used to, you know, whether it's a brand of biscuits or whatever it might be. It's like all of a sudden you get it and and maybe there's something seriously wrong with it. It doesn't have the taste. You know, it was made improperly, but somebody just duplicated, you know, the package because it was really easy to do. Well, using a counterfeit label on it can really help that because they're not going to have that, yeah. you know, that knockoff brand, you know. Um, and then also for tracing that, and they're able to use these smart labels to really identify and say, like, whoa, whoa, that's really not our product. This label is not even correct. Nice. Um, but, you know, it also gives the opportunity for stores to validate, you know, things if, if something's coming in. You know, you can, you can also use it um, – you know, to really eliminate, I mean, one, it can improve the brand image, um, you know, by using certain types of, of smart label. Um, but in addition, you can have it where because it can track information, you could reduce the the food waste, you know, in, in certain ways, um, which then will help, you know, just like anything else, you can reduce product recalls because you could have the embedded information in that label. So they can go ahead and, you know, do a quick trace, which then would improve response time and really narrow down, like, what products from shelf need to be pulled instead right. of maybe just having a general made-on date or expiry date. Um, you know, that, that will help so much. But, you know, you could really find out uh, a lot more information could be embedded, embedded on a label right. than a simple code of, like, when it was produced. Getting back to sustainability, how is the industry's adoption of practices to help the environment progressing? Well, yeah, I mean, another great question because, I mean, overall there's been a lot of strides. Uh, we have, you know, covered a little bit of this, but major brands announcing sustainability commitments for like 2030, 2025. Uh, we, we already touched on the U.S. Plastic Pack and Al MacArthur Foundation. Mm -hmm. There's just... Overall, you've got more focus, more industry conferences that are about sustainability, um, you know, that are really just driving in where people can come and either listen to innovation, present their own innovation, and share, like, from a brand's perspective, like, this is what we're doing. I think it's one of the first times I can remember in a while where, where brands, you know, they may be competitors, you know, in the market, but when you go to these meetings, the people are trying to do the right thing. They're yeah. not trying to cut somebody out. They're not trying to monopolize it. Um, you know, if there is a solution out there, they want to know that it works, and they want to try to adapt it. So I think that that's a, a huge thing of what the industry is doing um, to really make progress is that it's a big collaboration. You know, so whether it's in Increasing, you know, recycled content uh, or just adding recycled content in their packaging, focusing on reducing carbon footprint, you know, less fossil fuel you know, mm -hmm. materials or less virgin materials. I mean, mm -hmm. all these things 
are really, I'd say, uh, just progress and to help the environment uh, move forward and doing the right things to help help everywhere, really, for, for packaging, for the environment, for people. Wonderful. Well, let's get down to brass tacks now. How is UPM Reflitec positioned to help the bakery and snack sectors with their packaging? Yeah, and, and I know I've talked about a lot of different things, and this is about, you know, bakery and, and food safety and snacks. So the one, like several ways that we are helping, and this is because our expertise in food safety regulations around the world. You know, we're talking about the European area, we're talking about the U.S., um, you know, so we're not just focusing in one segment. Also, the global network of experts, factories, terminals uh, to serve the customer around the world. Um, you know, the high quality of our material and sustainable materials that are being offered. Uh, you know, also trying to work on the, the innovations, you know, what is needed next? You know, where can we, you know, improve? You know, right now, you know, when we talk about innovations, I, I touched on, you know, forest film, uh, mm -hmm. our PCR content materials. You know, we've got, you know, packaging now for food uh, especially when, when I see the bakeries here, uh, a lot of them are in PET plastic uh, clamshells. Right. And they have a print and apply label on it. You see it from the bakery all the time. It's got like the timestamp, a, you know, um, a code to scan for checkout. It might have your, your cookies or piece of cake or whatever it might be or croissant, uh, you know, fresh from the bakery there. And that's fantastic. And, and it's in the clear plastic because you can see it. Uh, nobody has handled it now. Right. And always very positive but it's then having adhesives such as our we have a wash off adhesive designed for pt recycling it's called rw85c mm -hmm. it's one of those ways in which when you couple that with that label material um it helps it come off and then that is better for recycling so when people put the that plastic back into the system now you're going to get high quality plastic in return and for at the end of the day, if we put junk in the system, you get yep. junk out. If you put you know, high quality, which is what the brands are using today, uh, you need to get high quality back out so that they can reuse it. Right. So having these options, you know, even for us, I mean, we need good quality products you know, to put into our PCR products. So mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're part of that whole loop that we're, we're trying to keep going so that we're not designing for landfill, we're not designing for incineration necessarily. We're we're designing it to to bring it back, get it recycled, and try to use you know content into more of our products and help the brands use theirs. So all those packages that you see, you know, that are in more of that that rigid design for for uh, you know in the snacks area for bakeries. But one thing I do want to add for some of the snacks when you talk about like flexible packaging these days. Uh, and a lot of snacks have adapted that way, and and that's great because it gives them a, some advantages clearly. But also, there's been some challenges with recycling of, of uh, flexible packages because they've been like multi-layer because they've been needed that. Well, now a lot of brands are going to like mono-layer, and then it's matching up with a, a our adhesive and label material that allows that package to become recyclable. So so we're trying to help as as the environment's moving, as brands are moving, as consumer demand is moving, it is staying right with that and trying to support what they need 
to make those snacks and baked goods more sustainable.